Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends in entertainment and baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your co-host Gina Brzao, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. As always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and the creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi Gemma. Hi Gina, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Gemma and I were just talking about our sweet tooth and how I hope I never grow out of mine. I can't believe how much candy you eat. It's insane. I will confess to all of you that my bedside drawer is full of chocolate because I need to have it every day. What kind of candy though? When you say candy, because like, when I think candy, I think gummy bears. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't like a sugar. sugar those things. Well, I guess chocolate, but it's just chocolate. It's like oh, an okay. M&M's chocolate. or um, like oh, Nest. I love M&M's. Okay. Do you know what? Like the key to M&M's Yeah, are? I do. Put mini. them in your pockets. Oh, oh yeah. the mini ones? The mini yeah, ones. they're the best. They're so yeah, good. They're, I have that's the a, little. It almost is like a different type of chocolate. Oh, it is. It's like, and I was funny because my boyfriend was like, I think it's because there's more coating mm-hmm. and less chocolate and it makes it like a little sweeter. Yeah. They're really good. They're really good. So um, mini chocolate chips and then I'll do like a bag of Nestle, um, literal like chocolate chips or a Hershey's bar or like Hershey's and caramel. That's like really my... Mm-hmm. That's what I like to say. Um, it's interesting. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> no, um, I, what was the first thing you said? My brain. Um, my sugar, my sweet tooth. No, no, about the the first thing that you like to eat. Oh, mini M&M's. Mini M&M's. I, I, when I, so I don't eat a lot of candy. Mm-hmm. If I were to eat candy, it's kind of two things. It would be M&M's or a Twix bar. Twix, yeah. Yeah, I love Twix. Or even a Snickers and, kick. Literally. Yeah, some, like I, because I, those are kind of, that's what I grew up with, the kind of candy I grew up so with. Great. But um, have you ever made like um homemade Twix? I think I have. That yeah. would be fun. Oh, do you know my all time favorite? Candies? No, I made it a homemade Snickers. I made a homemade Snickers. <gasps> oh, that sounds yeah. good. I my love Twix. Favorite candy of all time. It is disgusting the amount I eat. Cadbury cream eggs, and we're coming to the season. Oh yeah, I will legitimately buy. This sounds exact. Not not kidding. Fifty, and I'll just like stockpile them in my house. And I used to bring like two or three a day to work. <laughs> it's mental how much sugar. It's pretty it. shocking. Yeah, it's pretty shocking. I have to say though, you know what I do love? So yeah. I grew up on those yeah, yeah, and yeah. I never was a huge fan of them. And even what? though we get them every Easter in our Easter basket and stuff like that, what I do love and I will eat to this day, um, if I, you know, if I see them, you don't see them very yeah. often around here. Well, no, you do actually. They're more and more common now in the U.S., the um, Cadbury's mini eggs. Ugh, no. Those are really good. No, they're not. Yeah. No, they're like the crunchy ones. Yeah. No. They're yummy. No, no, no. I respect your choice, but it's not for me. Gina. It's just like a, it's a watered down version of the Cadbury cream egg. Mmm. Well. It's funny because we do have a fun um, topic based off of this today. Um, let me see if I can find it. Okay, yeah. So we're talking about peeps. You know, because everything is like getting in the season. We're mm-hmm. getting in, in the spring season. So I saw this article and there are now Peeps allows you to make Easter cupcakes and cookies that are Peep flavored. How do they do that? Okay, so. Is it a flavoring? Yeah, basically said there are two kits so that you can get a kit. Um, so let's see. For the Peeps marshmallow flavored cupcake, it's Peeps marshmallow flavored mix it makes eight cupcakes. You have yellow frosting mix, peep cupcake wrappers, and peep cupcake toppers, which I assume is probably like a peep. And then how many times can I say peep in a minute? Um, the cookie is peep marshmallow flavored cookie mix, peep sprinkles, yellow glaze mix, and peeps bunny shaped cookie cutter. Sounds like really good. 
I think. Do you like peeps? I think you know my stance. You don't on like this. them. It's well because I didn't grow up with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we talked about it a few weeks we ago. Did, like did. I just, I just didn't grow up with it. I grew up with like um, different types of marshmallowy things, Ooh. like flogs. You ever had a flog? No. What? Google a flog. Wait, I love marshmallows. So this so is I, I absolutely, fantastic. I did love um, marshmallows when I was a kid. Loved them. I'm a big, big texture person. I still am. <sighs> so a flog is like a different type of. Ooh, like see. the thick one. Is it like this? Wait. Mm. Oh, is it this braided one? It's this one. It's this one. The the, this. the twirly one. Oh my yeah, yeah, gosh, the that's one. fun. And you can rip off the layers. And they were like 10p. <gasps> Are they flavored? They were 10p. Oh, they were, no, it's all the one flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were 10p. You would get them at the uh, shop and I absolutely adored those. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm used to. I didn't grow up with peeps. I I, I get that like, it, especially around Easter. I, I think if you don't know peeps, just Google it. P-E-E-P-S. Yeah, and it's like a bunny. The little bunnies are marshmallow bunnies that they have here in the US. Drenched in sugar. And they're coated in, is it yellow and purple or yellow? And, and pink and, and pink. blue. I think colors. they have a ton now, yeah. Um, now they make chocolate covered peeps, I think. Do they? Yeah. Do you think George, you'll, you'll give him some peeps? I don't think Kevin is a big peeps person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if we're going to have them. My family, big peeps family. Yeah. We love them. So to me, so this obviously, I guess, is going to be a no from you. I just, no, it doesn't, doesn't interest me. This is a huge yes for me, but no one's surprised. <laughs> I do love marshmallows though. Do you think, how hard would it be to make a homemade peep? Not that hard, right? I've seen people do it. It, it just like, seems sticky. Yeah. It's it, I, honestly, that kind of making, candy making is sticky. It's, and it also, it can actually be quite temperamental. Yeah. Like cooking marshmallow. Yeah. Like cooking marshmallow, doing your eggs or sugar. And then like it, it I often, I haven't always had success. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there has been times where you like just had to throw stuff out. And mixing a bowl of marshmallow just seems like a nightmare. Like It is. Like you make a big bowl of marshmallow and then you try and get it off your mixer no. and it just... It doesn't. It's everywhere. And then you try to wash everything and there's marshmallow everywhere. So oh I, it's, I don't... It's a project. Yeah. I don't always... Like it's not something I would like think to do very often. Yeah, I think I'll buy my peeps. I'm not no. going to try and make them. Switching gears a bit, we're going to be talking about citrus. So this is sort of random, but I was scrolling through like some local papers. Um, there's a place called Highland, California. And I saw that their community news, they have the 2022 Citrus Harvest Baking Festival Contest. So they have a festival every year, which is going to be on March 26th. Their baking contest was actually on March 10th. But they were saying that you can bake cakes, cupcakes, breads, muffins, cookies, bars, jams, jellies, relishes, sauces, the whole thing. You can put citrus in. But then I have a lot of questions about citrus now. So... First of all, what do you think an underrated citrus is that you don't see enough of in baking? Mm, that's a very good question. Well, how many types? See, now. It's like what counts. I guess, so what's your citrus? So what I think of citrus, I, 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 it's quite plain. Like, okay. I feel like what we have available is oranges, lemons, limes, and grapefruits. Oh, grapefruits. I never even mm-hmm. thought of that. Um, I'm sure in other countries that are maybe more tropical, they might yeah. have more citrus options. I wonder, like, would be would passion fruit be considered I was about to citrus? Say, I hope so. I can't like it, it has the flavor like, profile on yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have seeds like the way a no. citrus. It doesn't have a skin or a rind like the way citrus does. But to be honest, I don't see a lot of grapefruit desserts. No, you don't see a lot of grapefruit desserts. No, it's not something that you would. So saying that, it's not something you would bake with commonly. It's. Like I, I, the only time that you would see it, like mm-hmm. the, the, when I see it would be kind of like a grapefruit granita. So you would take grapefruit <laughs> ju- juice, 
you'd mix it with a little bit of sugar, kind of make a stock syrup and okay. then put it into the freezer and like make, uh, you'd, you'd every so often you would uh, go in with a fork and you'd scrape and you'd make kind of grapefruit ice mm. and then also like grapefruit sorbet. But yeah. With yeah. things, uh, or you know what, actually I have seen are upside down cakes with like a mix of oh, oranges and grapefruit, a, a, a mix of citrus on top. Um, but it wouldn't, out of all the citrus, like a grapefruit wouldn't be something would be I would be one. chomping at the bit to bake with. <laughs> What's your favorite? My favorite is, I I think in general, yeah, like cooking and eating and also drinking, I would say limes. Oh, me too. Because I love, I make this like really good, uh, almost like a satay sauce with a lot of lime in it. Um, a stir fry sauce with a lot of lime in it. Oh my gosh. And then I like to make my own sauces. Margaritas. And margaritas, <laughs> gin and tonics. Yep. Um, and then baking. Yeah, like I have a recipe on the website for a coconut, coconut cream rice, or, or sorry, rice pudding mm. with a strawberry and mango and lime salsa. There's something about a strawberry lime strawberry combo. And, strawberry and lime. A lot of people don't know this. It's so good. They're best friends. <sighs> strawberry and lime are best friends. They taste so good together. And yeah. you know what else is delicious? What? Straw, uh, limes and bananas. Really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Oh, I'll have to try that. I would yeah. have never thought. Lime and bananas. St- strawberry lime is like a divine combo to me. And I if you ever have it. that like in a cocktail or something. Yes. It's so yes. good. Yes. So good. Well, that brings me to the next question. I guess I would. we would both pick lime. But then how do you differ incorporating citruses when you're cooking? Because this list obviously is very long. Cakes, cupcakes, breads. Then you have your jams and your jellies. Like how temperamental is citrus to cook with? And then do you need to use a lot of it? Like I would imagine, do you need to use a ton of like the juice? Oh, and also, does it have to be freshly squeezed or can you buy like the lime juice? I have a lot of questions. Preferably use the freshly squeezed. Okay. Yeah. Um, preferably if the, if you only have access to the little kind of what we call in Ireland jiff. Okay. Or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Little, the little, the little bottles. Little plastic yeah. lemon. Then use that. Um, but fresh is always better. Okay. The, you don't, I, I think what you're getting at is do you have to like concentrate the flavor? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on what you're doing. Okay. So, um, oftentimes with a... So I made lemon curd today. You don't mm-hmm. have to reduce, the, you, you use fresh, a lot of fresh lemon juice, but mm-hmm. you don't have to reduce it or concentrate it. If you were making something like a lime sorbet or a granita, like we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, sometimes they would ask for like a concentrate, a lemon, lemon or lime concentrate. Right. Okay. So it'd be reduced. It'll okay. be concentrated. So less liquid, more flavor. More, okay. Yeah. but So you don't have to add a whole pile of liquid to something that's already liquid. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it messes up then. The ratio of yeah, flavor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then, then there's the... Oh, shoot. I forgot what you, what was the thing? What was we the other jams, thing I was going to say? jellies, cupcakes. Oh, bread. So in, if you're doing a lemon cupcake, more than likely a concentrated flavor. And you can do this easily by doing a whole pile of juice uh-huh. and... Then reducing it on the stovetop, like slowly letting the, uh, on a low heat, letting the liquid evaporate and the flavor left, what you're left with is way more concentrated. So that's how you would do that. And then there's things like sauces, like uh, pure blancs and like Mm -hmm. traditional French sauces where you would reduce down 
wine and maybe some lemon juice or you know things like that where you, you would have a concentrated flavor now i just like want a good citrus no, i'm just hungry yeah me too you know it's funny the there's this bag of like citrus um cough drops and it was like lemon and grapefruit and the grapefruit one was the best always my favorite of cough drops yeah it was so good it was like candy i feel like people know what i'm talking about they're really good i would just bring them to school and eat them so now I want to incorporate grapefruit in more desserts because like that sounds like a grapefruit cupcake, like grapefruit chocolate cupcake, grapefruit frosting. I'm getting crazy now. That sounds really good. Chama's not sure. It wouldn't be my cup of tea. Chama's I just don't get how those it. two combos work together, you know? Like what's the, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah, yeah. like, no, so what do you mean? Random. Uh, it's chocolate random, but the, yes. Like chocolate, okay, so are you, are you saying this because chocolate and orange works really well together? They do work really well, but I haven't, I have a hunch that underratedly chocolate and grapefruit are like an iconic duo. I'm going to try it. Mm. I'll report back. Please do. I'm going to try it. So moving on, we're going to go to cookies, the thick cookie. I'm sure you've heard of them, maybe not, but love. I don't want to say Levan. Levan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you have. Okay. So they're known for their like iconic big cookie. Yeah, which I didn't know because I've never had it. I'm like, I'm missing out. Um, it sounds delicious, but then I was reading it can weigh nearly half a pound. It's just like, is it really that big? Yeah, they're huge. Have you had one? Yes. So Levan is a, a a famous uh, bakery in New York. New York. Yep. People go from people come from like when people visit New York, even from uh, like Europe and other places in the world, they go to Levan Bakery and they the cookies I think are around six to eight ounces, which is half a pound. It's Jeez, huge. Louis. Is it like as big as someone's head? No, or no, it no. Like it's thick? it's dense. It's thick. Ooh. Um it's a lot of cookie dough. We made them here. We made our own homemade version. Oh my gosh. And they were huge and they were really good. Um but so they're really good cookies there you can get I think you can get them like shipped around the country yeah and they said that there are some in like the freezer aisle so Mm -hmm. check like your grocery store actually that's true you can buy them in the freezers now which is really good that's really cool yeah but it got me thinking all about perfecting the gooey cookie like for you do you like a fully baked through brownie and cookie or do you like it a little gooey I like gooey same but I'm I never know like I would love how do you perfect a gooey cookie See, now I could be wrong here, but I don't know if a Levan cookie is a gooey It's not cookie. super gooey. It was saying it was stuffed with a bunch of stuff, yeah. like texturally. Yeah. It's a little bit more cakey. Cakey. Yeah. yeah. I love a gooey cookie. So like the bakery style, like kind of, like still thick, but like gooey in the middle and crispy and on crispy the outside. And crispy on the outside. Yeah. So how do you, because I feel like I've tried this several times and I can't, the ratio is never right. Um... Do you put foil over it halfway through? Like, I don't know. No, you don't do those things. Okay. Um, you, it comes down to your re- recipe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a ratio thing and it's, it's a combination. So it's the amounts, it's the combination of ingredients. Is it melted butter? Is it creamed butter? Like all of these different things. Do you have like brown sugar in there that helps with moisture, makes it like more gooey in the middle, also more kind of caramelly. And you had mentioned olive oil, right? I put olive oil in my ones because you should try making those okay is the it's what makes olive oil adds extra moisture to your cookie dough and that extra moisture gives you that like gooier gooier cookie but olive oil 
so you get extra moisture which is great and you'd think it would be like a wet dough and I think it's not but the flavor you, you don't get like you don't get olive oil remember we talked about mm-hmm. soy sauce and brownies yeah, yeah yeah you don't get olive oil cookies you get like this nutty salty Ooh, chocolate yes. chip cookie it's amazing yes yeah so I guess that's like a good hack for getting a gooey cookies olive oil um, well, it's just, it's extra moisture. So it, it kind of comes down to like the the recipe. It comes down to the recipe that you're using. But if you want that gooey cookie that we're yeah. talking about, I have my olive oil and chocolate chip cookies. Um, we have some other gooey ones. And then it also does come down to, there's a few things, but um, often for a gooey cookie, you don't flatten it on the tray. Put it on the scoop. Oh, okay. And just leave it. Leave it. Let it melt and do its thing. And then what will happen is it'll melt slowly. It'll end up thick in the middle and thinner on the outsides. Okay. Yeah. You're looking at me like you smushers. Do you smushers? Sometimes, but a lot of times I'll just do like a scoop and put it. Yeah, like you should. Like with my finger, I'll just take it off the spoon. Yeah. yeah. You should just like do a scoop and let it, let it bake the way it is. Because I'm just daydreaming. Okay. Because if you squish it down, then you're making it thinner. And then if it's thin, you don't have that gooey center. Right. You've got a crispy cookie. Yeah. So um, let it just do its thing and then bake it. It does matter if the dough comes cold out of the fridge. Oh my gosh. Or if it's at room temperature because they'll cook fa- They'll cook um, slower if they come cold from the fridge. Right. If you think about the Levan cookies, we did this. Yeah. We made them and kept them in the fridge. You take them out and you bake them, but they can't be like soft, soft dough. Otherwise, they'll just kind of melt. They do have to hold their... Their their shape, so mm-hmm. they they need to bake. They need to be big balls of dough, and to bake for a, uh, to bake while they're still a little bit cool, so the so the center stays thick, like the way that they're yeah, they're, they're known for. Mm-hmm. So, um, but all of those things matter. Do you think like a Levan cookie is more flour because it's cakier? No, sometimes with the cakiness that can actually come down, and I have to look at my recipe, uh, but it comes down to. The it this often be the case with it comes down to using baking powder instead of baking soda. So oh. a lot of my gooey cookie recipes, the ones that are crinkly on top, oh, they yeah. generally call for a little bit of baking powder or no baking powder and just baking soda. Oh, okay. And that's what and that's what gives you those like iconic results of that crackly yes, topped chocolate so chip good. cookie. When you get the cakey cookies, that can often be when people use baking powder and no baking soda. And I don't think there's any baking soda in the Levan cookies. Huh. But that's really interesting. I would have never known that difference. Mm-hmm. So now we have a hack on how to get a nice gooey cookie, which I'm excited about. I have to try those olive oil ones. Uh, next up, we have a cronut. Mm-hmm. We have a cronut, etc. We have a few. So first of all, I didn't know what a cronut was when I moved here three years ago. Everyone was like, really? have you had a cronut? Have you had a cronut? And I'd never even heard of it. Um, so a little bit of history. It was introduced in 2013 um at Dominique Anzel's bakery they created it and that's in New York um but basically it's a oh wait it's a donut and a croissant I've still never had one they're yummy yeah really so it 2013 wow that was that's like nine years, 10 ago. years ago yeah yeah, yeah yeah um so it's a mix it's like almost it's like a Crone, uh, sorry, a do- uh, croissant dough fried, caught and fried like a donut. Um, really delicious. Croissants don't do it for me. I think that's why. Yeah, but it's fried like a yeah. donut. Yeah. And then often they're filled. Like they're filled. They have something filled? In, the mi- in the middle. Yeah. With so like you- a jam? Well, all different types of fillings. Like a Nutella filling. I'm going to get Nutella and everything. You get loads of stuff. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was reading this whole thing about like 
basically the crossover of two different things. Mm -hmm. And then I read that Tesco is actually going to launch or has launched for Easter the hot cross scone. So it's a hot cross bun and a scone. Yeah. What the heck is a hot cross bun? I've I've heard of like that. Isn't it in a song? Hot, hot cross, cross buns. buns. Hot yeah. Hot cross buns. Something, 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 yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Hot cross buns. Um, a hot cross is bun it? is a traditional Easter uh, treat. Okay. And you'd get them in bakeries around in England and Ireland. I'm trying to think. We have them on the website. So I'm trying to think of where they originated. I want to say it's an English thing. Mm-hmm. And you get them yeah, around, the, around the, like springtime Easter. And they're this yeasted dough, a sweeted yeasted dough with... Um, raisins and like uh, currants and things like that in them and then sometimes citrus peel and then you would put either pastry on the top or an icing they're uh, they're really tasty yeah no they're, they're really nice well okay so do you think it sounds good scones are really dense aren't they and well, dry they're not they are in they not in england and in ireland no oh. yeah sorry they're they're not we have not good scones. we don't we eat them on a day like daily basis like a lot of really? irish people it's their breakfast a scone yeah, they should not be dry and, and you put jam like on that. it. You put butter and jam and maybe cream. They're soft. They're like I they're just, unbelievable. It's they're funny because I think of them as heavy. like they're not. They shouldn't be like that. They bang them on the table. Should not be like that. Wow, you're getting th- those are not scones. Well, do you think it sounds like something you would try I a would. hot cross? Yeah, so scone. I those are things that I'm very familiar with and that's right. not a weird combo like I would totally because like those two flavors together different textures like yeah I, I'm 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 down for that this next one is a crow dough so it's the UK's answer to cronuts <clears throat> and it's a croissant pastry like a I have to think about this a croissant pastry like a donut and it gives it extra height and then you fill it with flavors like peanut butter and jelly. Wait, okay, a croissant <laughs> pastry like yeah. dough, like a donut. Oh, so it's like a croissant shaped like a donut almost. But that's what the isn't that what a cronut is? is? I guess basically they're filling it now, so with peanut butter and jelly. Mm. It's a lot going on in yeah. one breakfast. Sounds like a cronut to me. Yeah, it's like a lot to wrap my brain around. Is it hard to like cross these two things or like if someone wanted to try a cronut at home, is that feasible for like an amateur baker? It is. It's a lot of work. You know, <laughs> lo- like you're talking about laminating a dough, about rolling and folding, putting what in is butter. laminating a dough? It's a whole big thing. If you, um, for the academy in March, we did two laminated doughs. We just did uh, laminated biscuits. So laminating is like, it's a process that you would go through to make puff pastry and okay parata and uh croissants Mm -hmm. it's the layering in of paste of a butter into a dough and uh and it's it's time consuming it's not impossible it's time consuming it does take practice I've done it and I have not had success and then I've done it uh like you know recently actually we did laminated biscuits for the academy and we did laminated oh no and then and then we did a uh, rough puff pastry which is rough a different type of laminated yeah. pa- a, a different type of laminated dough and uh, we got really good results huh so it's kind of hit or miss so maybe if you're really you, committed you just it, it, you just you have to kind of trust yourself like I was yeah. worried like when we when we went to do it for the academy I was like I'm not an expert making croissants no, or right. laminated dough so I was a little bit worried but once I kind of was like do you know what it's it's happening it's it's it's, it's just step-by-step instruction do exactly what it says, roll it, fold it to exactly the thickness, the exact size, 
refrigerate it out again. It's it break it down, bake break the recipe down into manageable bits, mm-hmm. and then it's much easier. And that's what like I think that's the, uh, that's the kind of recipe that I wrote for the academy was just more of a manageable recipe. That's good to know because I feel like a lot of times you look at it and you're like, how do I even start? But you just can't get ahead of yourself with baking. Just take it bit by bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna try and stump Gemma. Okay. Before we ask her some questions. This first one, I think, should be pretty easy. Um, yes or no, pumpkin is a fruit. Oh, I'm excited. We might have. I thought it was a vegetable. It's a fruit. Is it really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because it comes from a flower. Oh. So I guess that's what makes it a fruit. Oh, yeah. I would never. No, I didn't know that. Isn't it like tomatoes a fruit? Tomatoes right? a fruit, yeah. Tomato, it's just so interesting. Tomato comes from a flower. I guess but that means squash. That means all squash is fruit. I guess and so. Courgettes, courgettes are fruit. What's a courgette? A a zucchini. Oh yeah, yeah. that's oh flour. Zucchini bread, so good. Chocolate zucchini bread. Um, next one. We've we've talked about this a little last episode about leaving things out, but cakes are best when fresh. Best for what though? Best for eating. Yeah, when they're fresh. Yeah. Cakes are best for decorating when they're cold or even a day old. So when you go to a bakery and get a decorated cake, gross. Don't tell me. Don't tell me that day. Really, it's very hard to decorate a freshly baked cake. It it, it gets really crummy. It can fall apart. You just need to let it settle. Yeah, you just like put it, make it fresh. Put it in the fridge. Like when it's cold, put it in the fridge. Let it get cold. Um, Some people only decorate frozen cake. Like we'll decorate frozen cakes. Like honestly, no, no. It's if you're de- if you're a cake decorator, you do not decorate fresh cake. Eating cold cake is the equivalent no, 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 no. of well, I know you don't eat it cold, yeah. But sometimes you'll be at like a party, or someone will have gone to pick up a cake, and you know it happens. Yeah. You have to eat cold cake. That is the equivalent of eating mayonnaise to me. So the cold cake thing is that's there's no there's no excuse for that. So even if you've made your decorated your cake and your yeah. cake is old. Before you serve, and this is, is to everybody out there, not just you, Gina, even though I'm <laughs> looking right at you, is that um, when you're serving cake, uh, sponge, you know, sponge cake, yellow cake, yeah. you know, those kinds of cakes, leave them out at room temperature, like an hour and a half. Like if they have, if they have a buttercream frosting, they're totally fine to sit out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, w- I won't put them in the fridge at all and I leave them out completely. The flavor and the texture is so much better, but the texture of cold it's disgusting. cake and cold frosting. It's gross. You're it's like chomping terrible. through it. It's terrible. it's terrible. It is. And then every time you're sitting there and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be rude. So I'm going to eat this cake. And I'm like, this is disgusting. No, you need to take cake out of the fridge. I'm glad. Okay. Yeah. We definitely agree on that. Our last question, where do croissants originally come from? Oh, you know, I actually don't know the answer to that. So I'm going to let you tell me. Oh, interesting. I know. Because I think France is a common misconception that croissants Oh, well, yeah, that's why I didn't say France. Because it obviously was not France. Um, I didn't know that. But it's Austria, yeah. So we're going to round out this episode with a few Ask Gemmas. This one is from Facebook. It's from Nitza. They're asking... Can I use almond or coconut flour in your three-ingredient flatbread recipe instead? Uh, say that one more time, Gina. Sorry. That's okay. Um, so in your um, 
three ingredient flatbread recipe that you have can this person use almond or coconut flour no unfortunately no okay yeah but i do have a recipe for a flatbread that is almond flour on the website oh okay great so go check it out on the website uh huma from facebook is asking what can you use in tiramisu instead of kalua liquor leave it out just use coffee oh yeah yeah don't use don't use liquor at all Judy from Facebook, can you use thawed frozen strawberries in your new strawberry compound butter recipe? I have a freezer full from last summer. Don't because there's more liquid in them. It's a really good question. Oh yeah, we've they talked already about contain that. liquid. Yeah. So use fresh. Okay. And then our last question is from Lillian on Facebook. Can you recommend a good nonstick pan? Thank you. Um, good nonstick pan. I will tell you where I go for my pans, mm-hmm. just in general, TJ Maxx and Marshalls. So good. You get really good quality. You can get a whole set of um, like all clad yeah. in there. Go, or, or I'll tell you this, this is a trick. Go to, go to there, get your pans. They're much cheaper. You can mm-hmm. get really good quality. Uh, or go to Costco where if you have any, they have good quality and if you have any issue, bring it back. Oh, good mm-hmm. to know. Yeah, I will say Marshall's TJ Maxx. Yeah, I no, get all my stuff really there. good. All right, that is it. That's all we have for today. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Gina Brazau. And I'm Gemma underscore Stafford. And then also at Bigger Boulder Baking. And here comes Georgie, so we're <laughs> going to have to wrap it up. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. See you next week. Thank you, Gina. Thank you.